With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, Crimeaholics. It's your host, Holly. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, it had me wanting to find a good Valentine's Day murder. However, most of the known cases out there have been covered by other podcasters and YouTubers, so when I began diving deeper into a possible case to cover, I came across this one. Though it doesn't center around Valentine's Day, it does center around love and marriage and infidelity. So I'm going to ask you, what would you do for love? This is the story about a love triangle gone deadly. It was the summer of 1986 in Fort Wayne, Indiana, when Mark Gerardo stumbled into a Taco Bell and met Janaire Cox for the first time while she was working. Both Mark and Janaire were just teenagers when they met for this first time, but Mark was absolutely infatuated with her. In a 2020 interview, he states that she made a brown polyester uniform look really good. She had big, beautiful blue eyes and a big smile. He also said, I was kind of tongue-tied and I couldn't even speak. But life went on and the two of them both joined this show choir. And in this show choir, they did dance performances while singing, but nothing between the two of them really happened. Four years goes by and Mark and Janair randomly bump into each other and Mark finds out she's working at a local mall. At first, he casually would visit her while she was working, but it became more frequently and it was obvious that Mark was interested in her. But Mark was a pretty shy guy and though he had no problem chatting with her, he struggled with making that first move. Janair got sick of waiting around for Mark to make that move, so one day she straight up asks him, are you going to ask me out or what? And I have to say, you gotta love a woman who is forward and goes after exactly what she wants, which this was very much like Janair to be comfortable and confident and go after anything and everything she wanted, which was also very much opposite from Mark. He was the shy and quiet guy. They say opposites attract, and these two really balanced each other out and made for quite the team. The pair began dating, and truly, it was instant love. Their connection was so amazing, their relationship was blooming, and Janair falls head first in love with Mark. And according to one of her friends in a 2020 interview, she said fairly early on that Janaire said Mark was the one and she was really excited about their relationship and that she would literally do anything for Mark. 
Mark was 25 and Janair was 23 when they tied the knot after a few years of dating on October 23, 1993. The beginning of the marriage, the pair was extremely happy, enjoying life as newlyweds, but like all marriages and young love, there were hard times too. Mark recalls to 2020, some of their fights were epic and that Janair always had to win because she always had to have the last word. Also, like most young couples, financial strains were often the root of their arguments. Mark claims in 2008 when the financial crisis struck, it changed everything for he and Janair. But come November 2011, things seemed to be improving for them. Both Mark and Janair found new jobs in marketing and picked up their lives and moved to Greenville, South Carolina. This fresh new start in a brand new place was exactly what they needed in their marriage. Things began getting better for their relationship and this was almost like the perfect rebuilding phase for them. They began going on trips and exploring their new surroundings, exploring the beaches and the mountains, and just enjoying being outdoors. Janair and Mark never had children on their own, but they did have two dogs that were literally their babies. They took the dogs out hiking and on walks frequently. Life was going really well, but unfortunately that came to an end in 2017. Janair was laid off from her marketing job and was struggling to find a new job in South Carolina, which this really took a toll on her mentally. She began losing confidence in herself and was feeling really down and depressed about everything. So Mark and Janair decided that maybe it was time for a change again, and they began looking for jobs outside of South Carolina. So Mark comes across a job listing for a creative director in the marketing department at the University of Delaware. Mark decided to email the supervisor to inquire about the position. To his surprise, the supervisor replied back immediately, and he was able to set up an interview with Meredith Chapman not long after the email exchange. One of his concerns when looking into who his potential new boss could be was that Meredith was actually 15 years younger than him. He had never worked under anyone who was that much younger than him, so he questioned whether it would work out and if she was even experienced enough to really know what she was doing. But he claims that after sitting across from her during his interview, he knew that he wanted to work for her. Mark described her during this encounter as articulate and energetic and passionate about the job. And Meredith was exactly all of those things. She was extremely accomplished for a 32-year-old woman. Meredith had ran for the Delaware State Senate and was named one of Delaware's 40 under 40 for young achievers. Mark was ultimately offered the position which he accepted and moved to Wilmington, Delaware in November of 2017. Mark was super excited about this new move. Not only will they be moving to a new location, but this position would be incredible for his career growth. Janair stayed behind in South Carolina temporarily so she could work on leasing their home, but as soon as the home was rented out, Janair was going to move to Delaware as well to begin their new life there and hopefully she would find a job of her own. So Mark moves to Delaware without Janair and begins his new job with Meredith being his boss. Things were going really well, and to his surprise, he really enjoyed working for Meredith. 
The pair also had a lot in common, and randomly one day, Meredith asked Mark out for drinks. The two went out for drinks, and they were chatting about just general life things, but Mark found that it was really easy to talk to Meredith and to open up to her. He found himself telling her about the loss of his parents and the loss of his brother, all of which was fairly recent. He even spoke about his marriage to her that evening, but he recalls it not being anything necessarily negative, just about it in general. One thing was clear, though, to Mark after this night of drinks. He was really drawn to Meredith, and she was absolutely beautiful. But he really didn't quite know what to think of what was happening. He knew that he felt amazing around her, but he felt confused, too, by what he was feeling and what exactly they meant. Things became a little bit more clear and forward after the two went out for dinner, and it was more like a date than it was a casual dinner between co-workers. The more Mark was around Meredith, the more realization he was beginning to have about his own marital issues. Meredith was so kind and compassionate towards Mark. She told him often how amazing he was, that he was good at what he does, and that he was just an all-around wonderful man. These are all things Janair had never said to Mark, and he realized that these are all things he really truly wanted to hear from his wife's lips. Four weeks after Mark and Meredith met, the pair shared their first kiss. He instantly felt terrible about the situation he had gotten himself into. Mark called it off with Meredith. He told her whatever was going to happen couldn't because he cared deeply for his wife. Before any of this happened with Meredith, Mark had also applied for a job in Colorado. He received a phone call for an interview and decided despite loving his new job, he was going to fly out to Colorado to check it out anyway. Mark explains in an interview that while sitting in the middle of this interview for this job in Colorado, it clicked for him that he didn't want this job. He was drawn to staying in Delaware and seeing what he and Meredith started both professionally and personally through. Meredith herself was also married and also going through her own marital struggles, so the two were really drawn together for many reasons. They bonded over this lack of things in their marriage, they bonded over their commonalities, and they really had a spark between them that made Mark feel alive. Mark and Janair were apart for a whole 45 days while she prepped their house to be leased out in South Carolina. And 45 days was enough time for Mark to fall in love with Meredith. He told her one evening that he loved her and it just felt right. She also was feeling those intense feelings and told him that she loved him too. In December of 2017, Janair finally moves to Delaware and instantly she could sense that something was off with Mark. He seemed distant. Not long after arriving in Delaware, Janair called Mark out and blatantly asked him if there was another woman. She even specifically asked if it was Meredith because Mark had been gushing about her professionalism. Mark denied there being any other woman, but Janair had this gut feeling that she could not let go. 
As time went on, Janair continued to question Mark about Meredith specifically, and it was weird to Mark that Janair knew certain things about he and Meredith, and he had zero idea how she knew. Around February 14th, 2018, Janair finally got the confirmation she needed about Mark's affair. Once again, she confronted him, but this time she had proof. She presented Mark with texts, photos, and call records between he and Meredith. She also admitted to him that she had hired a company to essentially hack into his phone, giving her access to all of his personal conversations. Mark admitted to the affair and he agreed to attend marital counseling with Janair. On the day of their second session of counseling, Mark went to put on his coat before heading out when he felt something inside the lining of his jacket. He instantly assumed that it was an anti-theft device and he cut into the lining of his coat to remove it. But when he pulled out the little device, he realized quickly this was no anti-theft device. It was a recording device. Things began making sense to Mark. Not only had she read his personal text messages and everything that was on his phone, Janair had also been recording every single conversation that he had. When confronted, Janair told Mark that she wanted to understand the degree to which Meredith and him were in a relationship and what their plan was. Mark ends up telling Janair that he's going to file for divorce in May after he meets Delaware's residency requirements. It was during this time that Meredith was also offered a job at Villanova University in Pennsylvania and she moved to Radnor Township. Her marriage was also over and the divorce process was in the works. Janair ended up seeking out Sheila Brennan, who is a divorce coach, to help her work through all of her struggles during this time. Sheila said in an interview that Janair felt a lot of resentment and anger about being tossed away and traded in for a younger woman. She also had a lot of fear about being left financially. After all, Janair did just move all the way to a brand new state with no job, no friends, and no family in the area. And then she gets smacked with the truth of this affair. I can just imagine how devastated she was. At one point during their many heated arguments, Janair threatens to jump out of a window. Mark didn't think she was serious about taking her own life, but he encouraged her to seek out a psychiatrist and for her to reach out and get support from her friends and family. It seemed that Janair took his advice and almost seemed like she was beginning to accept the divorce. Weeks before Mark was due to move out of their home, Janair approached him with a list of requests for things she wanted to do before he moved out. On the list were things like going on hikes together, having dinner together, and overall just spending as much time as possible together. Mark said that though he found these requests a little bit odd, he just wanted to keep the peace. Janair seemed like she was getting into a better mental headspace, and he really just wanted to comply with her request so the ending of the marriage could go smoothly. Overall, he described this time spent with Janair as relatively normal. Though she did have moments of anger and tears, she overall acted like she normally did. But Mark had no idea what was really going on in Janair's mind. 
On April 23, 2018, Mark and Janair were supposed to be meeting for dinner to discuss divorce agreements. Mark makes it to the restaurant before Janair, and while waiting for her, he begins receiving text messages from her. At first, they were normal. She was letting Mark know that she was running late, but she was on her way. Then another one came in that she was not going to be able to make it and told him to just go ahead and go home. The next text he received was a picture of trash with a condom in the middle. This instantly put Mark on high alert thinking that Janair was digging through Meredith's trash outside of her home. Then her text messages became even more aggressive and violent. She texted, you ruined my life. The final two messages that came through said, I hope you never find happiness and by Mark. Mark instantly began texting Meredith, but all of his messages went unanswered. He rushed to her home to find Meredith face down in a pool of her own blood. Not far from Meredith, he found Janair's lifeless body also on the floor. He recalls that it took him five seconds, and then he began screaming and ran to her. He said that he just kept saying, baby, oh baby, what have you done? One of Meredith's neighbors heard the screams and rushed over to see what was going on, and Mark told him to call 911. When police arrived, they found Mark Gerardo hyperventilating, and they put him into the back of an ambulance before he was taken down to the police station for questioning. He was initially treated as a suspect, but when the gun that was used was found lying under Janair's body, the police realized that Mark was not the perpetrator. But instead, it was Janair Gerardo, who broke into Meredith Chapman's home, shot her in cold blood before turning the gun on herself. After the murder-suicide, the truth began unraveling. A tip came in to police that a woman in a trench coat, hat, sunglasses, and a possible wig was seen using binoculars to spy on Meredith's house. According to ABC 13, at the crime scene, police had also found car keys, which had belonged to a Cadillac that Janair had rented. Mark had no idea that Janair had even rented this Cadillac, and inside the car, police found clothing that matched the description of the disguise used when she went snooping around Meredith's home. The more Mark dug into what his wife was doing leading up to this horrific day, the more he learned about her secret plot she had. Mark found after he admitted to Janair about the affair that Janair had opened up secret bank accounts and credit cards. According to ABC 13, this was how she was able to secretly purchase surveillance equipment, lock picking kits, computer hacking software, and DNA testing kits to test his clothing. Come to find out, Janair had also placed tracking devices on both his car and Meredith's. Janair was in full-blown stalker mode when she purchased a gun on March 20th, 2018, which was just five weeks before she carried out her murderous plan. During Mark's research, he found hundreds of hours of audio conversations as well as transcribed conversations, too. He recovered multiple recording devices from his jackets and other clothing, as well as one planted in his home. 
On the night that Janair killed Meredith and then herself, she sent an email to members of her family explaining her motive and had started this letter weeks before she had ever did the deed. Since the murder-suicide, Mark has came out to say he wishes he had handled the end of his marriage differently. He said, quote, I broke her heart, and more than anything out of all of this, my regret comes back to breaking her heart and making her feel she had no other choice. I wish I wouldn't have hurt her because I loved her. I still love her. I wish I could take it back, end quote. Mark has also written a book titled Irreparable, Three Lives, Two Deaths, One Story That Has to Be Told. Mark's mission with writing his book was to help others not make the mistake he made. Mark's writing process has also been a way to heal and cope of the loss of both Janair and Meredith. You can find Mark's book on Amazon for just $9.99 for the Kindle edition or $19.99 for paperback. I will also link it in the description of this episode. Also, make sure that you are a part of our private Facebook discussion group. You can find us at Crimeaholics Podcast Discussion Group. In there, we share pictures and information for all of the cases that we cover, as well as discuss all things true crime. Make sure to also follow us on Instagram at crimeaholics.podcast. Crimeaholics, that's all for now. I hope you all have a wonderful and safe Valentine's Day. Until next time, be aware and take care.